Hey, this is Jordy Collada from the Jordy Collada Show. Our podcast daily is brought to you by RMB Builders. Give Reb Bourgeois a call today. He is a custom home builder offering both new construction and can remodel in the Baton Rouge area and surrounding areas. They are licensed for commercial and residential construction. They can also handle your office renovation or building maintenance. They're online at rmb-builders.com. They're on Instagram and Facebook at RMB Builders, LLC. Rhett Bourgeois and RMB Builders bringing you the Jordy Collada podcast. Welcome in to a Wednesday edition of the Jordy Collada Show, driven and powered by Go Chevrolet, live here on this Wednesday. As always, if you don't mind, hit that like button, share button, comment button. Daily, we're brought to you by Go Chevrolet. Online at G-E-A-U-X, Chevrolet.com. Go Chevrolet, of course, with a lot out in Laplace if you're looking for brand new cars. And they got a couple of dealerships up in Tennessee where you can shop the inventory online daily. Our phone line is brought to you by Metropolitan Health Group. Jacques Doucet will be in uh, studio with us just like he is every Wednesday, so look forward to catching up with uh, with Jacques. We start the show with one of our partners uh, going through uh, a, a medical procedure this morning. Our thoughts uh, are with our guy from GoMart, uh, Tom Granning, as uh, he is uh, in the hospital, I think, right now. Yes, right now in Jackson, getting ready for surgery. And here he is in our chat, watching along with us as usual. Sweet Tom. Good uh-huh. luck today, Tom. We appreciate Absolutely, you, Tom. Absolutely, Tommy. We, we're uh, we're thinking you about you. We got you, bro, and everything's going to be all good. So mm-hmm. um, think about Tom. If you have a, if you got a minute, just say a quick prayer for him as uh, he's heading into surgery this morning. And he uh, popped in yesterday. We got to did. hug his neck. He did. It was good to see Tom, who uh, <laughs> has always been so to say. great. Uh, he's been always, since day one. Day one, uh, a day one supporter, and uh, we are uh, really grateful mm-hmm. to uh, to Tom and uh, everybody over at GoMart. So um, we got uh, Jacques coming up today, as uh, we will talk to Jacques uh, about the latest, what's what's going on. Opening weekend for uh, for softball this mm. weekend, and uh, one of the the great entertaining uh, aspects here in Baton Rouge. If you're looking to get out, it's a great place for the kids, man, uh, as they open up this weekend. Uh, versus uh, they got New Mexico, Oregon State, and Nichols in town uh, as the Tigers are number twenty in the preseason. That's as great. they will, uh, yeah, they will, uh, uh, they will take the field for the first time at Tiger Park. And like I said, uh, it's awesome out there. I mean, it is a great spot uh, to go check out uh, some really good athletes, and it's great entertainment. And it's a great place for the family. Uh, they got three preseason all to- all conference um, players with Sierra Briggs. Uh, Ali Kaponen and uh, Taylor Pleasance uh, on uh, on the All SEC preseason team. So uh, Tiger's going to be pretty good going into it with Coach Tarina uh, this year. So if you got some time, if you're looking for something to do this weekend, go check out Tiger Park as they get going. First game six o'clock on Friday as they'll take on New Mexico, uh, and I believe we're just about uh, nine days, eight days away from yeah. LSU baseball. Eight days. Opening pitch as uh, the preseason number one team in the country, LSU, is uh, getting set to uh, to take the field. And uh, let's go see if uh, if all this hype is uh, is worth it. I I suspect that it is. uh, And we'll talk more about the LSU baseball team with Jacques coming up here at eight o'clock. If you got a question, if you got a comment, if you want to get involved, you can. Remember today is our mailbag segment, so you can text into the show. You can. Call into the show. The phone number is 225-229-7741. 225-229-7741. You 
is the uh, is the phone number, uh, and you can text into there, uh, and you can also um, call get Talk into the us. comments. Yeah, and you can also <laughs> put your your, uh, your questions into the comments as well. Last night, big story from a national standpoint: uh, LSU basketball uh, is uh, is playing tonight. We'll get some uh, some more basketball news as. Uh, uh, some local news here as uh, LSU is at Mississippi State tonight. Mississippi State. Uh, that'll be a. That's uh, how they say it, Stewie. Eight o'clock Central. I've been down there. <laughs> Tip off parts. Mississippi State. I'm too Mississippi. Here today. at State, we do everything right now. Start Mississippi State. Um, <laughs> Mississippi State favored by ten. Yeah. In this one, yeah. LSU uh, one and nine in the league, uh, and uh, has lost ten straight. Going into the hump tonight, so but they've been improving. I feel like over uh, the past few weeks, Mississippi Pain. State has won the last three games, but LSU has been improving. So you know, I'm just we'll saying, see. we'll see. Yeah, Katie, I mean, um, it's a fair matchup, is my point. Yeah. No, make us feel good about it, Katie. I um, am. <laughs> big job. basketball story last night was uh, LeBron James yes. becoming the all-time scoring leader uh, in the NBA. Look, I know that there are polarizing feelings on LeBron James, and I know that everybody uh, may not be down with James. Uh, in 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 following him, but one thing that we can all agree on is that he is a revolutionary basketball player. And last night, he uh, you know he stamped his name uh, further, deeper into uh, the the stat book, the, the the career accolades, and to the discussion of you know being the greatest of all time. He becomes uh, first all time in points scored in NBA history. He did that in front of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar who had held that uh, record since the early 80s. Uh, LeBron needed 36 last night to get the scoring record. He finished with 38 on the night. Let me tell you about the number 38 from last night, because this is so weird, y'all. Okay, he's 38 years old, right? Mm -hmm. His career point total is now 38,388. He broke Kareem's record, which held for 38 years until last night, and he finished with 38 points. Wow. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Night of 38s. Yeah. Bet 38. Crazy, right? And, I mean, um, you can, like, waste all the time on MJ-LeBron debates that you want to, but, like, he doesn't come close to LeBron's stats. He just doesn't. I mean, that's just the facts right now, right? And no active player is within 10,000 points of James. Uh, well, he also didn't play 21 years. No. Yeah. Um, and he didn't come out of high school. Just saying. You know, I mean, there's – there's a lot of back and forth. Look, dominates. it's it's a uh, it's a conversation that'll go on forever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's a it debate is. that will go on forever. It is a, an argument. It's like LeBron said last night on TNT. It's great barbershop uh, discussion. I mean, mm-hmm. it is. It will be uh, talked about uh, forever. And I don't see LeBron stopping anytime soon. No, I mean he's got a Tom Brady feel to him in his late thirties where. He's playing as good and and you know as as dominant as as he's been, and there's no reason to give it up. There's not. Um, he'll he'll clip forty thousand points. How much do you think this photographer got for this picture? How much what? How much uh, do you think this photographer oh, got no, for this no. picture? You were right about the shot too, Jordy. Fade away. I said a fade dunk. In? You said a fade away. You were right. I mean, it's kind of a um, it's kind of like a LeBron image yeah that's yeah. something that you you can see him jumping off that back foot putting his shoulder in the defender creating space and mm-hmm. i mean he was pretty well defended yeah, you know yeah. I mean, it wasn't like it was 
He he earned it. Oh, dude, my man down low thinks he's getting the, yeah. the ball in the low post. <laughs> so spin in and get a rebound, buddy. Get ready for a rebound, or but just I catch mean, that ball. You knew it at the start of the game. I feel like I mean he was on fire. Yeah, he he started I mean, on one. Yeah, he really night. did. Well, I mean the way he walked into the building. Yeah, did you he see him in ready. the all black? All black. And he, he said black and shades. Had a pin on that says "Stay present." Yep. I mean it was he like knew it was oh the night. shit, it's happening. Yeah, it's about to happen. And I love how he ended his speech with the f word <laughs> uh, it was funny and sweet and i hope they don't get fined for it yeah, they're definitely getting fined yeah. <laughs> uh, i think they should let he's it just fly. not gonna pay it um but lebron james last night becomes the all-time leading scorer in nba history and i'll say this about lebron and like i said I, I know that everybody's not down with him personally but one thing that i think we can all agree on lebron is that he is a generational hyped up athlete that exceeded the he exceeded the hype. I mean, I think of two athletes over the last twenty five years that have come in with more hype, more pressure, more expectation of producing than Tiger Woods and LeBron James. Mm-hmm. And both of those guys have exceeded what we thought they were going to be, which is crazy. I mean, if you were around when LeBron came out, by, by the way, I thought <clears throat> Nike's commercial, as soon as LeBron hit the, hit the game winning or the, 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 the points to become the all-time leading scorer, um, the ode to LeBron was fantastic, kind of going back to his opening night. And I still remember watching in my college house uh, in South Downs neighborhood in Baton Rouge, LeBron James make his NBA debut in 2003. I was remember actually being in Chicago the summer working an internship the night he was drafted. Really? In the summer draft because wow. they used to do the pre-draft workouts. And I think they probably still do, but they used to do the NBA Combine in Chicago at Moody, uh, Moody Bible College Institute. It was like this That's small... <laughs> But, I mean, like, you would go in there, and it was kind of like a rec center that had six basketball courts, and it was like all of these NBA guys. And they sent me on assignment just to go over there and get some sound from the Chicago Bulls general manager because the Bulls um, were – they had, like, a bunch of draft picks or something, and they, they wanted to know. But Cleveland obviously had the number one pick, and everybody was buzzing about LeBron. And I remember still watching in Chicago him being drafted he had the all white suit on yes and he had um he had the huge biggest draft suit di- ever yeah big baggy <laughs> box looking suit uh he had a huge diamond earrings and they threw the the red cavaliers hat on it it just kind of fit you know what i mean and then i remember watching him debut against the sacramento kings where people were like oh my god he's I mean, he's worth is, the price of admission he is going yeah. to be so incredibly good um where, I mean, like, there was, like, people didn't know. You know, you were, like, thinking, how is this young high school phenom physically ready? For the NBA. Ready to go against grown men. And, I mean, I, I still, he swiped, I believe Bobby Jackson was the point guard for the Sacramento Kings. He swiped him in the open floor and had, like, a breakaway open court dunk. Classic. Where he had, like, the classic, like, just, like, brought it back. And I mean, people were just—you could sense, like, oh wow, this is this, this here is going to be different. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, this is this guy is. I mean, because if you 
followed the jump from high school to the NBA, a lot of those guys struggled for at least a certain portion of time to catch on. I mean, some, you know, faster than others, some more delayed than the others. I mean, I still can see Kobe Bryant firing up air balls in the 1997 Western Conference Finals against Utah. I mean, like he, he had like three straight air balls his rookie year, and he was coming off the bench. I mean, it still took guys like Kobe and KG time to really transition into the league. LeBron came in and was a superstar on opening night. And from that time, 20 years ago, he is a 19-time All-Star. He's a four-time champion. He's a four-time Finals MVP. He's a four-time season and regular season MVP. He's a two-time Olympic gold medalist. He's first in all-time points. He's fourth in all-time assist. Ninth all-time in steals. And ninth all-times in three-pointers made. I mean, he's top ten in just about every major stat that basketball keeps. And he's showing no sign of breaking down. I mean, the most impressive part to me about LeBron James is that 20 years later, he's physically still dominating the league. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's jumping over people. He's running past people. He's knocking shots down in spots that look impossible. He still is able to, to execute. I mean, his physical dominance of the NBA is without question the best that I've ever seen. Shaq did it for Spurk. Shaq did it for, you know, a couple of seasons of his overall career. LeBron has done it for the majority of his career. I mean, all of it, really. Yeah, and the he, fact that he's not gotten hurt is incredible. Yeah. It is amazing that he has not had some type of just major injury. And I don't mean to put that out there or say it. <laughs> it's just 20 years in. This guy is exerting more energy than just about anybody in the arena every single night, and he has withstood, and his body has kept up all but just about one season. Yeah. His first year in L.A., and really, he saw that there was no hope yeah. and that they weren't going to make the playoffs, and he out. shut it down. <laughs> I mean, he knew my body's an investment, and I'm not wasting these reps. And, you know, love him or hate him, one thing that you have to appreciate about LeBron James is that he's kept himself in physically tip-top shape, and he's still able to give the ticket buyer entertainment value at 38 years old. Well, that's the point. I mean, obviously people got triggered with me saying he's better than MJ, but, I mean, MJ was great in his era, but LeBron is the greatest in this era. I mean, he's remained a top-ten player all of his career. That's never happened before. I mean, it's just – I love Michael Jordan. I'm not saying I don't, but statistically – He's the best, right? He's the best right now. He's surpassed everybody else. In stats. Yeah, right? in stats. Yeah. In stats. That's what I meant. That's what I said. In stats. Yeah, Still love and, and I think that means something to yeah. him. You know, I think he it wants does. all of that. You know, I mean, I think Shaq was pushing him last night on the post-game press conference or like the post-game show on TNT of like, hey, who's the best now? You know, and mm -hmm. Shaq wouldn't let him out of it. He was kind of, you know, LeBron was kind of saying, you know, it's a great debate. People are getting, you know, it's like, no, I want to hear you say it. I want to hear you say it. And LeBron was like, look, I'll take me against anybody. You know, I always believe I'm the best. And that's how you have to think to get to that level. But, um, 
you know, it'll be debated forever. It will. And I hate comparing two players. I mean, really, you know, you shouldn't. I mean, a basketball team is a team. Like, everybody's doing it together. I hate, like, that debate. But it's just when you look at statistics. Right. That's it. Um, But congratulations to LeBron James. As we said, he'll be only getting uh, better off of this. I don't see any sign of slowing down. I mean, this guy is, he's a machine, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, he, he really is. I mean, he is an absolute physical machine in what he puts out every night and what he continues to be able to push through. I mean, a lot of people at 38 in the NBA are limping. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, I mean, a lot of 38-year-olds that have played in the NBA can't get out of bed. Who else is around his age actively playing right now that's good? I mean, like, that's good. How old is Draymond? How old is Draymond? Like, 30. 30? Yeah, Draymond ain't that old. Man, so is there anybody that There's is... not many people in the league that are over, like, 35. Damn. I mean, that's wild. I got to look this up now. I, I know, mean, I'm looking it up right now. All somebody right, knows this in the chat, too. Oldest active player is Udonis Haslam, okay. yeah, who is 42 years old. Wow. Andre Iguodala is 38 years old. Okay. Who plays for Golden State. Carmelo's 38. Okay, well, there we go. There's Le- a few. I mean, LeBron. Yeah. I mean, LeBron's right there. <laughs> you know, I mean, Paul Millsap, the Louisiana native. Um, So, I mean, he's one of the oldest players in the league. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, great for LeBron. All right, we'll talk to Jacques coming up here. Hey, don't forget, uh, fellas, less than a week away is Valentine's Day. Uh, Billy Harriman's Flowers and Gifts. Billy Harriman's has a couple of locations uh, here in Baton Rouge. They've got three locations, including one right here in the Garden District uh, over in South Baton Rouge. You can find them at 1946 Perkins Road in the Garden District. Uh, then if you're looking for another location, they have one between Segan and Piku over in Perkins Road as well. And then their spot off of North Harrells Ferry off of Old Hammond between Airline and Sherwood is where you can find Billy Harriman's. Billy Harriman's is uh, getting you ready for Valentine's Day. Don't put it off. Don't procrastinate. You can do it now. Uh, you can click online if you'd like at 272-rose.com, 272-rose.com is how you get directly in touch with Billy Harriman's, or you could call him 225-272-rose, 225-272-rose. <laughs> if you mention the show, you're going to get a free box of chocolate, so help us out if you don't mind. If you're looking to get a gift for Valentine's Day, get over to Billy Harriman's, three locations, 2-1 Perkins Road, one in South Downs, the other uh, over near Segan and Piku. Then they've got a spot over on North Harrells Ferry, uh, right off of Old Hammond, and uh, in between Sherwood and Airline that you can find as well. Billy Harriman's Flowers and Gifts. It's not just about the flowers. They've got beautiful gift ideas for you over there on Valentine's Day as well. Like we said, mention the show and get a free box of chocolates, and you can call them. 7673 Seven six seven three. Spells two, two, Rose. Uh, two two five two seven two seven six seven three. Yeah. Or uh, two two five two seven two Rose. Send us flowers the, if y'all uh, want to. Is the phone number. Cool. Get out in front of it, fellas. <laughs> Don't wait. Don't procrastinate. They can just walk them across the street. Really. Yeah. Literally, we're yeah. right across the street from yeah. Harriman's. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, that's kind of. Uh, Draymond's thirty-two. <laughs> okay. Um, somebody else said somebody was up there. Chris Paul. Yeah, Chris <laughs> Hunter Paul. Hunter said Chris Paul is like 90. I mean, Chris Paul is... Geez. KD's 34. KD's 34. 
Um, right. I mean, it's not an old man's league. Chris Paul is 37, so oh. right there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right, make sure and hit that like button, share button, comment button. Like we said, we're going to talk to Jacques coming up here. LSU plays tonight at Mississippi State. Uh, this will be a tough spot for LSU as uh, they are looking uh, to get off the schneid from an SEC standpoint. It's been a minute since they won one. It was actually their opening game in conference play versus Arkansas back in January uh, that they got, or back in December, actually, that they got the win uh, in in conference play. Um, they do have a record in, in games that are decided by three or fewer of three and two, so hopefully if they can keep it tight, they'll give themselves a chance to possibly push over the top tonight. But they need a win in a desperate way, right? I mean, like this is, um, you know, this is a spot where, um, just your program, your 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 morale, the mentality. Uh, I mean, you're just looking to, you're just kind of looking to, to 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 put one together and just to kind of get right. So uh, hopefully LSU can find uh, some confidence tonight uh, and be able to score and knock down some shots again. A really against a really tough Mississippi State team that does a really good job of protecting home court. They're nine and three at home, um, and they are uh, averaging just over 65 points a game. So. This is going to be a defensive struggle for sure, uh, with both teams coming into tonight, at least on paper. Are we That's betting? That's what it looks like. Uh, I look. I, I I've got I've got no center. I've got no interest uh, in betting on really? the LSU's okay. basketball yeah. team. Okay. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm out. All right. taking that bet. I respect that. We don't have to do it. That's a terrible bet. We I talked mean, about well, it. LSU. I mean, LSU's ten point underdogs. Mm-hmm. I would probably take LSU. Yeah, I take the points, but like I'm not. No, I'm not, I'm not. But I do that with zero confidence. Yeah, I mean, I do okay. that with absolutely no confidence. So let's don't get all down in the dumps again. Um, you know, baseball right. season's coming. We'll right, yeah. nine days away. Yep, baseball seasons should be here and should be fun to watch for Jay sure. Jay Johnson every Monday mic'd up. Uh, he started last week. He started this week. Didn't yeah. He? yeah, yeah, see, yeah. You can get all your baseball news from mic'd up and uh, and the crew over there. So make sure and dial them in. And Nick o'clock. super into baseball too, so yeah. he's excited to start talking about that on his show as well. Uh, some other basketball news from last night. Cam Thomas went for 40 again. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Thomas here is on a bender. Uh, 21 years old. Uh, he finished with 43 last night, becoming the youngest player in NBA history with three straight 40-point games. He had 44 against Washington on Saturday. He had 47 uh, earlier this week, and then he had 42, 43 uh, last night. Uh, now, the Nets are 1-2 and two during that run, but from Thomas's standpoint, this is incredible to watch. This was the lead-in game to last night, Lakers um, with, with, with LeBron going for the, the, the scoring title, but Phoenix was in Brooklyn taking on the Nets, and that was kind of the, the, the primer on TNT to get you ready uh, for for LeBron. And it was a great stage for Cam Thomas. Mm -hmm. I'd imagine that a lot of people either saw Cam Thomas play for the first time last night or really got to put a face with the name of the guy that's been lighting up the league for the last couple of games because people are really starting to pay attention to what Cam is doing. And, look, this is just an opportunity. No Kyrie. Here comes a, a young draft pick from Brooklyn stepping in and making the most of you know the most of an opportunity um, by another forty point effort. So shout out to Cam, man. I'm looking forward. As we said, Coach Will Wade's podcast is going to air Friday this week. As Coach Wade is uh, is tied up uh, earlier this week because he's got some stuff going on Monday through Thursday. So we're going to record 
on Friday, and we will have uh, all of the content in the latest Will Wade podcast to you uh, later this week. And obviously, we will talk about Cam Thomas lighting the league up uh, right now as it has been fun to watch him uh, really kind of in his element. It feels a little bit like watching that LSU-Michigan game uh, in the tournament where Cam was doing some just kind of crazy scoring stuff. Dribbling to his left from 35 feet, knocking it down. Um, I mean, just some some gifted, elite scoring uh, in, in basketball. I mean, it's been fun to watch uh, Cam on this run. Hopefully, the Nets can start to put together some wins uh, as they fell last night by four, 116-112. Uh, um, Would you like a little Cam Thomas LSU trivia question? Sure, hit me. Mm. Do you know what his career high points was for LSU? At LSU? Mm-hmm. Mm. He's like in the it 30s. was in 2020. Sure, well, I mean, he's only here one year. And it was against A&M. It was, A&M. It was like, a, like in the 30s. Uh, 42? 32. 32? Yeah. I was going to say, I knew it was in the wow. 30s. 77 hard to score 40 in a college game. game. Weird. 15-minute halves is just... What, how many did he score against Michigan's? I mean, against Michigan in the tournament. I mean, it felt like he was... I mean, he felt like he scored he every bucket. bucket. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... But he's he's on one right now. Yeah, he is. Um, and men's plays A uh, and M this Saturday too, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they play tonight. I know, but then they play A and M. I was just saying because that game was A and M. Is it here? Yeah, it's at home. Okay. Saturday night. Yeah. Uh, it's a night game coming up on seven thirty. Uh, yeah, might get a little crawfish nacho going for dinner Saturday. Okay. Scored thirty against uh, Michigan. Okay. Huh. Yeah. It was a loud thirty. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was. He was throwing bombs. Him and Javante, 30 yeah. and 27. Wow. Got beat. Nothing from the bench. Um, all right, yesterday we talked a little bit about um, – I'm not talking anymore about Dale Brown Court. I, can't, I, can, I cannot do it. God, I cannot do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Brando. Uh, but I do need to say this okay. about, about the, the court. And I don't, I don't I'm not going to talk anymore about Dale Brown I, no, Court. No, I said I don't want to. One more thing. I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to, but I have to. But <laughs> what I've been told from numerous people on the inside, obviously this is causing a lot of reaction at LSU, everybody talking about this. You think? You know what I mean? I mean, <laughs> I think they should just... turned down any media opportunity but ours <laughs> over the last 24 hours? Maybe Doors always open. For the sure. I mean, he segment. can come. Uh, he can come in. Uh, anytime Tim wants to come on the show, we'd love call to have Tim. him. Um, but, I mean, obviously, rows. with this becoming, you know, news over the last 24 hours, people at LSU were just like, geez, I mean, this is, can somebody, you know, like, can we just get past this? Can we, can we just move past this? But I, I think there's a lot of confusion on, you know, how did they vote on this and it pass 12 to 3 a year ago and then have it brought back to, you know, the voting circle? And I agree. Like, that is, that's screwed up, right? When you just kind of like, how did that happen? It how, is. I mean, if it was voted on and it was already agreed upon and the votes were there and it happened, then what's the issue, right? So well, are you about to provide the explanation? Because a lot of people have been asking well, this question. The explanation that I know from people at LSU is that it did not go through the proper protocol of, like, if you're going to build a statue, if you're going to name a building, if you're going to name a street, Skip Burtman Boulevard over there, you know, that used to be North Stadium Drive, one of the stadium drives. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, like, when that all happened, 
when they put up the Simone Augustus statue, when they put up, you know, the Shaquille O'Neal, the Bob Pettit, the Pistol Pete statue, when they named the building after Pistol Pete, I don't think that the building was because it was the 70s and like the city of Baton Rouge owned them. It was weird. <laughs> but to go through all those processes, LSU has a protocol of getting that done. And it's either the athletic director's office has to nominate it to the Hall of Fame committee, then the Hall of Fame committee has to push it through where it ultimately gets to the board of supervisors where they vote on it. And from that vote, they move in action, right? Well, from what I have been told by numerous sources up at LSU who are very well versed on the protocol is that last year at this time, the protocol was not followed. And that's why it is being brought back up to vote a year later. Or at least that's what one of the sides, that's what the side is using that wants a revote, is that the protocol and the policies that LSU has put in place to make something like this happen, to you know build a statue, which, by the way, why is it taking so long to build Burroughs statue? I don't know. I mean, That's like, a whole other... can we get this done? I mean, like, we're yeah. throwing statues up, up, you know, of everybody now at LSU. Can we get Joe Burrow right. a statue, for God's sakes? What's the rule? You have to graduate or something? He's Somewhere graduated. Yeah, yeah, all right. Well, I mean, he's, give the guys, he's checked yeah, all the boxes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the years are, I mean, like, know, if we're of... handing out statues, let's get the Burroughs statue built. Um, I'll build it myself. But so, how did it get through then for this this entire year? How did we? Great get to question. This? I was like, so how the hell did last year happen? Right. Right. Well, new president. Okay. New board members mm -hmm. being brought in, and this is something that has been voted on before and has been declined. Okay. Three times. Like the correct way. It went right. Through the correct, it went through okay. the correct channels of what I know a minimum of three times. Okay. It could have been more. That could be just three. But I know it's gone through three times and that it has been voted down, that it was rejected right. three times. And that's why the Tim Brandos, the Collis Temples, the Jordy Holtbergs, the mm -hmm. people that are very passionate about Dale Brown were making that trip up to the Board of Supervisors last year to really plead their case because they saw this thing's on the doorstep. Yeah. We've been fighting for this thing for a long time. We finally got an opportunity to get this thing done. Mm -hmm. And that's why there was so much passion being shown at that supervisors meeting is because they have been fighting this fight for about a decade. God, that's you know? crazy. I mean, like, even when Brando used to talk to me, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> like, he would say, hey, help me out on this Dale Brown court thing. Uh -huh. You know, like, give me some... Just talk about it. Yeah. You know, like put it out there. So they have been really pushing for this for a while. And from what I understand and from what I have been told over the last 24 hours by numerous people who are very familiar with the, the process say that last year with the turnover in the Board of Supervisors, mm -hmm. the new president coming in, there was a little bit of a gap that allowed a breakdown in policy. You know what I mean? Where yeah. they... The story was told to me that, you know, Collis Temple and a couple of the, the, the Brown supporters mm -hmm. really pushed William Tate when he got the job early on for some, you know, kind of some political clout right. to push this through. Like, hey, you want to do a good, mm -hmm. you want to you do a solid mm -hmm. for, for a lot of, you know, people that are influential? Get this Dale Brown court thing pushed through. <laughs> and that's why a lot of people are coming down on Tate a year later and saying that, 
you know, I mean, if you've followed Brando over the last 24 hours, he is on a media crusade yeah. against yeah. everybody up mm-hmm. there. And I mean, he's name calling, um, you know, nobody harder than, than the president. I mean, right. Because like, he saw the president a year ago as, as an ally. Mm-hmm. And now he's kind of flipped. Mm-hmm. Not kind of, he's flipped. Yeah. And it's, it's changed the tone of everything. You know, I mean, that's really what has pissed off that side is that a year ago, it felt like this whole thing was aligned. Right. Now with a year on the job, you know, William Tate has had conversations with the governor and with other board members and with other people around and was like, yo, look, this didn't go down the right way. And I think that's what they're using as kind of their vessel. <laughs> so to, is that like guilt on his part? Like he did it and now he's feeling guilty about who? it? Who? Tate. Uh, I don't know how guilty he feels who? about it because I know that but I mean, he's admitting it has, that it, it, wasn't has, the it right has thing. been reported, and we told the story here. Um, you know, I know Jeff Marks told the story on the Moscona show, uh, but we told it a month ago that Collis Temple and William Tate went and picked up Dale Brown, and they really like went with the intent of trying to like encourage him to be the the voice that we're going to change the court to Sue Gunner Dale Brown court. Mm-hmm. Like they were like, Dale, we need you to be the guy that saying, this is all good. Right. Like, hey, I'm pushing for this. I was a supporter of Sue. I'm for equality. Put her name on the court. Yeah. Well, that lunch didn't go like that. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that lunch ended with Dale Brown pushing away from the table, flipping the bird to, you know, those guys and leaving. Right. You know, and, 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 and leaving that lunch. So, you know, I think they kind of looked at each other and were like, uh, this is about to be a... This, this is about, is about to be bad. To be a, this storm. is about to be a shit storm. <laughs> this is like, not this, good. Just buckle up because yeah. the next couple of months are going to be a hell of a roller coaster ride. Um, and that's what it is. And they have you know, And the roller coaster's pulling up to the, the theme park on Friday. Did Brando like go to LSU or something? He had never gone to LSU. What? I'm just trying to figure out his like, what's his, you know, his stance, like yeah. why he's so passionate. Yeah. And Brown if you got it, him the job at WAFB, that's right. right. And uh. it, he's, he's been telling the story everywhere. Well, maybe he should just get on his knees for old Dale then. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, <laughs> he's, you know, that he is, he feels in debt to Dale for what he did for his career. Mm-hmm. And that's what he's kind of, you know, that's what he's fighting for. Um, but there's <laughs> yeah. a lot of people that have stepped away and been like, Tim, you want to die on this hill? Like, he like, clearly this is, does. This he, is the hill that you want to, because he is. his tone. <laughs> he's king of the hill. I mean, yeah. his tone and his comments, you can't take that stuff back. I know. I mean, you know he's what I mean? Like, I mean, the stuff that he's put out there, the stuff that he's typed on social media, the names that he's called, everybody from the president to the governor. <laughs> I mean, he's out there promising that when the, the governor's seat's turning over, they're replacing all of the board of supervisors and that they're going to get it. It's just like, Tim, come here, man. Uh-huh. Turn the microphone off. Uh-huh. Give me your phone. <laughs> no. Right. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> let me take your phone away. It's stop for yeah. 24 hours. Like, stop, man. Oh, at I least. wish he would. But He's not going to till Friday, though. So we got two more days to hear um, about it. And then it'll be over, right? You're reading that comment from Dumbo, drop 23. Jordy is as bad as Brando. <laughs> for whatever reason, he wants to defend the renaming. No, I don't. I could care less <laughs> I mean, whose name <laughs> is on the court. Quite frankly, I don't think anybody's name needs to be on the floor right nobody has done anything to justly put their name on the basketball court 
in LSU basketball history. Shaq would be it, right? Maybe. Just like, for what he's given to the university yeah, maybe, the program. Maybe. Like, yeah. Maybe. Like, you I mean, know? I mean, that wouldn't just, be controversial. That's just, that's just recognition. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know I mean, that's just, I think LSU basketball, I align it with Shaquille O'Neal. Yep. You know what I mean? The fact that the building is named Pistol Pete, you know, uh, the, the PMAC, I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, the fact that he's the all-time leading scorer in college basketball and one of the greatest to ever play, LSU should recognize that. Yeah. The people that we're talking about putting the names on the court did really good things for the basketball program. Good enough where they should be recognized forever. There's better ways to recognize these people than putting their name on the game floor mm-hmm. forever. <laughs> I mean, Sue Gunner has a statue in the in the corridor of the PMAC. Put Dale Brown a statue on the other side, on the corridor of the PMAC. Yeah. Allow those to live forever with their accolades, accomplishments, and who they are on and for everybody to see for eternity in LSU basketball and keep the court open for somebody who really makes a major impact on the program from a winning standpoint. Both of those people had impacts on their respective programs on and off the court. Undeniable. Undeniable. Enough where they should be recognized in the history of the university where everybody remembers and knows what they've done. To say that their names belong on the court it just doesn't make a lot of sense yeah, to me. I agree. It, just, it, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. How to me. much of an up- uproar would you think it would be if it was like the football stadium and it was like oh, man. Billy Cannon? Char- this would be, this would be in line of naming the football field Charlie McClendon Field, <laughs> who coached at LSU <laughs> for twenty five years and didn't do anything. Had really good teams. Put out really good players. And look, I can't say that because it was before my time and I never covered Coach Charlie McClendon. I never met Coach Charlie McClendon. But I can look at the stats and see that Bear Bryant used to beat his brains in every single year. No matter how good LSU was or they weren't, he couldn't beat him until the end. And that's really what he was known for. Was he a great guy? Did he affect the community? Did he win football games? Did he Was he loyal to LSU? Check, 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 check. Did he do enough to have the field named after him? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Name the practice facility after him, though. Right? But if uh, you yeah. want to bring me Nick Saban Field at Tiger Stadium, I'll listen to it. <laughs> because that guy made an enormous impact on LSU football. That's hey. a bold move. He opened up the eyes of people and administrators of, hey, you can stay mediocre if you want, or you can turn this thing into a monster. Oh, my God. People would be at, like, the administration's building, like, rioting. Uh, Burning it down. If they tried to name it Nick Saban Field. Like, they'd probably try to, yeah, they'd try to burn the stadium down. You know what the name of the practice facility is? Charles McClendon. Charlie McClendon Practice Facility. Mm -hmm. Because, hey, we got to recognize Charlie McClendon. He did a really good job for LSU football. He stayed a long time. He was loyal to the program. While he was here, there was good deeds being done both on and off the field. How can we recognize him? We can't put him in a stadium, right? No, hell no. You know what I mean? I guarantee you everybody in that room was like, hell no. Football ops is open, though. But there's a practice facility that's sitting right over there that we can put his name on the outside of the building, and everybody that drives by it, everybody that parks for an LSU football game, everybody that walks from their parking spot to an LSU football game, will pass by the practice facility and see 
that it's named after a former coach. I'm walking with Jordan to the game one shiny Saturday, some sunshining Saturday, and he says, Dad, who's Charles McClendon? Jay, Charles <laughs> McClendon was a coach at LSU for 25 years, had a lot of good players, spent a lot of good time here, and okay. Now little Jay, a 12-year-old, knows who Charlie McClendon is and can grow up and tell the story to him and his kid when they're walking to the game 20 years from now when they see Charlie McClendon practice facility. And it's carrying on the legacy of Charlie McClendon. Why not on the outside of the practice facility of LSU women's and men's practice facility, put Sue Gunner's signature on the side of it. Sue Gunner's practice facility. On the other side of the men's, Dale Brown practice facility. Or name it, Brown Gunner practice facility. Right. And that way, everybody that walks past a practice facility, everybody that walks up to a game, everybody that comes through campus, everybody that sees the statues in LSU basketball know that, hey, these two people must have affected the program to a degree that they want to recognize who they are and keep their name eternal around the program. Doing all of this by not putting their name on the court and causing this just dramatic high school reunion. They should put you on the board. (laughs) Makes too much sense. (laughs) Why can't we just put a lot of people's names on the court? Not name it at all. Just put their signatures all the way around the court. Let's just throw it all out there, you know? Anybody. Daniel Glenn, anyone else missing some football right now? Yes. Good God, yes, We are, Daniel. Daniel. Look what we're talking about. I mean, they must miss football Good a lot. God. Yeah. I mean, we thought we were going to have a lot of basketball to talk about. You know, it's not hey, working out that way. You know, football season's coming. It's right there. It's uh, spring will be here soon. Yeah, Mar- I think spring starts We'll have some March. things to talk about. Speaking um, of football, can we talk about Aaron Rodgers' darkness retreat? Yes. I just need I, – I need – people's opinions on this like why does what? he have to tell people that? i don't know like it's why more does he feel think, right? like he has to tell people that he's going there because he knows what this is going yes, to create rogers is like that one friend that's like i'm weird and he wants you to know right he, he wants is. you like, to know he's weird like, right. yeah bro i do acid all but the time we've been knowing you were weird <laughs> yeah like, like you don't have to keep telling been us. knowing you a whole life like right <laughs> like even if you didn't tell me that you were going on a hallucinogenic project <laughs> retreat for four days over the off season, I would have guessed that you took a lot of hallucinage, uh, you know, uh, uh, that you hallucinated a lot during the off season. Right. Yes. You don't have to tell me, you know I mean? Like, you know, so he's going to come out of this house though, either like retiring or telling us some other news, right? It's four yeah. days in an unlit house. And then he's going to emerge with a decision on his future. There's no access to the outside world. How does he eat? There's a door and a food slot. Who does who who cooks the food? I don't know. Like this is you sign up for this or this is a I, I don't this know. This is a personal preference. This like, is this all the time like I'm on drugs. Like, is I there a bathroom in there? <laughs> like, How do you find it in the dark? How do you get around the house? He's like, not worried about in the bathroom. daylight. Is it also like shut down, like shuttered, like there's no light at all for four solid days? Like that's enough to make you kind of lose your mind a little bit, right? Uh, yeah, he's already you lost could. it, you know. I mean four days in four the days. dark. Yes. Yes. With no outside touch, I mean that sounds like he's going to that contemplate like, his future. Like private confinement, yeah. jail. That it sounds is. like like Navy SEAL training. I know, doesn't like, it? Put me in the dark and just Leave stay up for forty eight hours or something. He he said on Pat McAfee, it's going to allow him to contemplate all things my future. 
That's why he's doing it. His However, goal you got to get there, man. A decision that he feels is in the highest interest of his happiness. Oh my goodness, he sounds <laughs> like he's taking shrooms. He does sound like that. <laughs> oh, he, he is. Really, what, what <laughs> he died and know where the house is. Yeah, I, I would say like somewhere in the middle of like Wyoming or something, or like, like Northern be. California. Yeah, he can leave. He said there is a door. That would allow him to leave if he like got freaked out and didn't want to finish the retreat. Does he do it with anybody else? No. He's by Isolated. himself. Isolated. Except, I guess, for the person sticking the food through the slot. <laughs> hey, it's Roger's time to eat. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty intense. You're, you are alone with your thoughts for four solid days in darkness with no one to talk to, food through a slot, absolutely nothing else to do but think. I guess, and like meditate. Wow. I mean, I guess that would help you gain a lot of clarity, but it's it's a very strange way to go about it. I've never but heard of that. Yeah, I've never heard of it either, but maybe it works. I mean, maybe at, at his age, it's kind of like, you should be able to make these decisions very easily. I right. guess he can't. He said you can't like, bring a journal, music, anything. There's no sounds. It's just sitting in isolation, dealing with cow. your thoughts. It stimulates DMT so there can be some hallucinations in there. Yeah, he said he wants to turn into Nick Cage. Well, he's taking DMT. He just said it stimulates DMT. So there can be some hallucinations, but it's just kind of sitting in silence, which most of us never do. Yeah, Rogers is strange. Hey, Rod, yeah. bro. I mean, I mean, I can't wait to see what happens when he comes out. Like, I'm so curious about the whole process, right? He went from being, like, a really cool, like, yeah, you know, kind of cool quarterback like people liked him now he's just weird like, yeah it's not even a in between well the 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 narrative has shifted on him so much mm -hmm. over the last three years where you thought when we when they brought in a new coach when they brought in LaFours that that was going to kind of be the difference that he needed he had dumped so much on Mike McCarthy that it seemed like McCarthy was the guy that really had kind of screwed it up yeah and he was the one that that you know, it was kind of roadblocking the entire organization from advancing. I mean, you had this 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 phenomenal quarterback who seemingly was getting more years out of his prime than, you know, the position usually allows, and there was no support around him. Now, with a new coach, you know, you got some weapons. It's still the same old story mm -hmm. with Rodgers, and I don't think it discredits his greatness by any means. No. I think that's just who he is. That's who he, he has become. I mean, he's somebody that I would really – I mean, I never doubted that Drew Brees, Tom Brady, love football, obsess yeah. over football. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like Peyton, to a, just, Peyton Manning, I mean, just obsesses over football still. Yeah. I mean, you can still see what it does to him. Mm -hmm. It doesn't do that to Brady. You know, I mean, it's to, to, to Rodgers. To Rodgers, yeah. yeah. I mean, it does that to Brady, but it does not do that to Rodgers. It just, it doesn't. It doesn't pull him like that. Well, yeah. and the Packers have to be so over this, right? Oh, I would All imagine. this right now. Oh, I mean, yeah. this is getting, like, ridiculous. So, and Jordan point. Love looked pretty good yeah. in that mm -hmm. spot they gave him last year. So maybe, you know, maybe they're like, hey, look, man, we're cutting bait. Yeah. You know? Do you think he is attention-starved, or do you think he's interesting? You think he's for real, or do you think he's I mean, attention-starved? He's for real. He's okay. not just playing around. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, I definitely think he's real, but I think that he – you like know, authentic, I, mean, like, I guess. Like, like some of this, like you don't have to say this stuff, right? You know what this is going to do. That's what I yeah. mean. Like, you know, like if you're really authentic. not into all of the attention, like ninety percent of these guys, these athletes claim to be. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't, they don't not like the 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 attention. Sometimes they despise it. Yeah, you know, like they will fight you over it. Yeah. Like, okay. So okay, I get it. 
I understand. But if you don't want that attention, if you don't want that spotlight, I mean, telling people you're going to go shade off into the darkness for four days and eat out of a slot (laughs) is not the way to stay private. (laughs) I think he comes back in 2023. Yeah, I mean. I think he emerges from the darkness retreat and he does not retire. He's coming back. I think he's going to Las Vegas. I don't think he wants to go to New... I don't don't think he wants to go to the Hall of Fame with J.J. Watt and Tom Brady. No, he's denying that. That I know he has anything to do with it. I know. (laughs) Come on, Mike. If you're not into attention... I know. You know, I mean, this would be a great test. Do you care about attention or not? Exactly. You know, like, I mean, this. No, I don't. Okay, well, then you're going to go in with Tom Brady and J.J. Watt. I might come back again. Yeah, I'm going to come back another year. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going away to the darkness for four days. All right. All right, Eric. It's cool. It's It's so strange, but I'm interested in it. I can't wait to see how it. Such a weird guy. I, I want the stories from it. Yeah, no, yeah. me too, me too. And, and and I don't think that, like, Rodgers is a cancer to the locker room. No. I don't think that he's a bad teammate. I just don't think that he really loves and obsesses about football. Yeah, he just you know, like, I just don't think that he... So if he comes out of this and he speaks on it and he's like, this is the most incredible thing you can do. If you've got a life-changing decision to make, go into a darkness retreat, and I promise you you're going to come out with more clarity than you've ever had. Would no. you do it? No. I feel like I could do it. Yeah. I mean, like, if I if I believed in it that much. Right. I don't know if I believe in it that yeah. much. Know. You know what but I mean? But if he and makes you believe. Four days is a long it's time. It's a long time. I could do two. That's what I was thinking. It would probably be my half. max. Because I don't hate the quiet. Right. Like, I don't, I'm not mad at the quiet. Now, I'd have never stayed quiet for 48 hours. <laughs> I'm trying to picture you dark. doing this. <laughs> like, by yourself. You gotta, like, how does he ask for food? Like, how does he tell him he's hungry? I know. Is he just like knock on a ring a bell? Just get like the three square meals. I mean, yeah. Can you talk to the so. person? Does light come in the food slot? I'm sure. <laughs> I got How, so many you questions. know, like I, I would, I would question like the what's the degree of darkness? Right. You know, and like, it's how dark, like at like noon in the day, is it still pitch black? Like, can you see your hand in front of your face? Right. Do your eyes ever adjust where you can see anything? Right. And what that would be after four days. Yeah. I mean, mean, think about someone could be in there with you the whole time and you would never know. Well, I think that you would hear it. Right. Or something. If you're in the ultimate quiet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're going to hear something. Like, you're going to hear anything that moves, you would think. But how creepy. Very. Oh, my God. Extremely. It's like the movie Hush. Yeah. (laughs) You you would get in your head for sure and start thinking about things that could be in there with you. Like, what if the light slipped on and there were just some crazy stuff around you the whole time you never knew? Yeah. Just like a group of people. Yes. Standing, looking that freaks at you. me out. Rogers is okay with it. He is. <laughs> what a guy. I mean, I mean, like, are you able to control the temperature settings and I know, stuff? Right, have to be. It's got to be comfortable, right? And is there like a bed? Do you lie down on, on a bed? Is there a chair you sit on? How do you find yeah, there it? There has to be a bed. Uh, I guess. Rogers. Seems I mean, like if there's, you, you can't guy. bring a book. Right. You can't bring a journal. You can't bring any music. Mm-mm. I mean, I don't know. I want like a speaker in there. I want to be able to hear the four days. Wouldn't you love to hear what goes on in there just from him? Does he talk out loud? Oh, I'm sure. You know, I would, it would just be really interesting to hear what he goes through. Rips farts. I know, totally, right? You oh, hear I mean, everything. I mean, like you just, you're by yourself. I yeah. mean, like that would be a strange yeah, experience. Yeah, it'd be really strange. But I wouldn't be totally closed mind to it. Yeah, same. You know what I mean? I'd be open minded to same. it. Same. 
Just I mean, I, I think that there is definitely time. positivity that comes out of silence. It has to be, yeah. It's well, like I mean, meditation. I guess, I guess it's meditation. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. I mean, but I've I mean, had people tell me, like, to them, meditation is as, as important as breathing. No, I've heard the same. And I cannot bring myself to do it. I can't eat. I can't. I want get, to. Me too. I want to be able to meditate. I just, I think it's it's a very powerful mind trick. It is. Yeah. And it's so difficult to it do it. It's very hard to get to that mm-hmm. place. It is. And it is extremely difficult to get there. I'd imagine that four days in silence, mm-hmm. there would be some window that yeah. I would be able to. You'd get there. Yeah, you know, maybe like two in the morning. Yeah. You know, where you're just still. Yeah. I don't know. But that would, I take think that there's definitely something that you could take away from it. Totally. But, you know, life altering, you know, life altering, like make a decision whether I want to play football or not. I mean, Aaron, come on. I know. Yeah, Jesus, are you interview out. Right? I know. Right? <laughs> like, like make a decision. So this is every off season with you, man. I mean, like, do you want to play football or not? We're trying to give you 25 million bucks to do it. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like we're trying to like nickel and dime you, dude. I mean, we're trying to make you one of the highest paid guys in the league to do this. Are you in? Or are you out? I need four days. I think Jacques here. Uh, all right, we're going to go let Jacques in, and we'll be back with more of the Jordy Collada Show. Remember, we're brought to you by RMB Builders, Rhett Bourgeois, rmb-builders.com. Hit them on Instagram. They got all their projects there. We'll be back with more of the show right after this, driven and powered by Go Chevrolet. All right, welcome back here to the Jordy Collada Show, driven and powered by Go Chevrolet. Every Wednesday, we catch up with one of our favorites, Jacques Doucet, of course, from our partner, WAFB. Uh, which you can check out the Jordy Collada Show on WAFB.com forward slash Jordy if you're looking for more ways to get involved with us. It was cool to be in the room earlier this week with our partners over at WAFB for a very special night in Baton Rouge, one that has been going on now for more than 15 years. It was the 16th edition of the Warwick Dunn uh, Award um, Banquet in Baton Rouge that is hosted by WAFB and former Catholic High standout and Florida State standout and NFL and just overall good dude, Warwick Dunn. And uh, it was my first time being in the room. It was the first time I'd ever seen it up close. Obviously, I'd seen some clips from it and had no idea just what went into it and the amount of uh, high school kids that, that show up and coaches and administrators and families and just what a special night it was to see up close. Uh, Jacques hosted that event along with Steve Schneider, his uh, sports uh, caster over there, his buddy from uh, WAFB, and it was, a, it was a beautiful night. Warwick Dunn was in the room, and uh, Jacques is here with us every Wednesday. We'll talk about that and amongst other things. Jacques, good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning. Appreciate it. Yeah, it was a special night on Monday. It was, man. That was uh, It's such a cool event. I had no idea that it was the 16th year. I know it had been going on for a while. Um, the first recipient of that was a Lutcher quarterback. Yeah, Blaine Goche who went to. Yeah, with the UL. And this year it kind of Lutcher quarterback going to UL. So it was a cool story and in, in, in moment to kind of be a part of. Yeah, it's always great to see those young men. They come out, they get dressed up. You know, they've got some uh, real fancy sports coats that got some, some glitter and some – bling on them and uh and everything and that you get to see their personalities they come up and do a little q a and it's amazing over the years the um the guys who have won the award and who have been finalists to, that have gone on to big things in both college and the pros uh funny stories over the years i remember the year landon collins won definitely one of the most landslide victories like sure no brainer like nobody came close to landon collins and I remember uh, in the back of the room was two Alabama assistant coaches 
because he had committed, but signing day he hadn't officially signed yet, and they were almost like like watching over him. Yeah, sure. And it was Kirby Smart and um, Billy Napier. Uh, uh, I hate to put it this way: the African American coach who coached all those. Mike uh, Loxley. Oh, Mike Loxley. No, uh, with with, with Bama. Oh, oh, uh, oh! You, the the wide receivers coach that was here with LSU, Bobby. Uh, wasn't Bobby Williams? Are you talking about Mel Tucker? Not Mel Tucker. I'm sorry. I'm I'm ill prepared for that. But those two coaches were watching over, uh, o- o- over Landon Collins there and um, Burton Burns. That's it. Sorry, mm-hmm. Burton Burns. Burton Burns and Kirby Smart were in the back of the room. But uh, over the years, you know Jarvis Landry and your Kenny Hilliards and sure. your Nick Brosets, and it goes on and on and on. And uh, so yeah, great night and. Uh, uh, enjoyed it and good luck to the guy they call lunch, Dewanye Winfield. Coach, his highlights were incredible. I mean, all of them were. I mean, all of the the nominees and everybody that was in that room obviously are very special players. But yeah, I mean, he yeah. John Trey Kirkland too. If you remember watching his yeah. highlight tape, he was a quarterback at Lutcher before he came to LSU, and his stuff was amazing. I mean, he just run around right, left, and then chunked the ball mm-hmm. down the field. So, yeah, Lutcher, I go speak at their quarterback club every year. They're, they're nice enough to invite me, and it's it's like no other quarterback club around. I mean, it's 250, 275. It's an all-man, all-men thing, mm-hmm. and then they eat dirty rice and baked chicken every week. It's the same <laughs> menu every week, wow. and they love their football and nine state championships in their in their history. Tim so, to tell you, yeah. Tim, Tim to tell you, into Dwayne Jenkins now. and. Yeah. Yeah, uh, just a great program. They serious football down there between St. James and Lutcher and Riverside and St. Charles Catholic down in Laplace. It's a it's a big deal. Uh, baseball is on the horizon here. We're just about eight days away from opening pitch, and LSU is number one in every poll. Uh, they got four preseason All Americans. Have you had a chance to get around this team? Have you had a chance to kind of get a feel of 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 what they're they're experiencing going into this year with so much expectation. I've had the chance to go to a couple of scrimmages, stay for three or four innings. I went this past Saturday. Uh, Gavin Dugas, who had had eye surgery, returned and hit a two-run homer off the scoreboard wow. in left wow. field. I think he hit that one off of um, I think it was off of Thatcher Hurd. Uh, now Hurd has looked fantastic. The UCLA transfer, you know, he his his season came to an end because of a back injury last year. But I've seen him pitch twice, and uh, he's looked fantastic. I think I, I don't know at this point, but I would not be shocked if you just slot that guy uh, into the uh, the Saturday spot behind Paul Skeens. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a bigger team uh, physically. Right. Like the yeah. Maneri teams were smaller guys, faster. You see a lot more kind of six foot four, six foot three, 200, 210 pound guys out there. And so, um, you know, and then when you start with Dylan Cruz and, you know, Trey Morgan, they said all last year his knee was bugging him. He wasn't his true self. So he's back. Um, and then you got the guys like Dugas and, and other veterans to put out there, and obviously Tommy Tanks, and um, and then you got some pitchers. Maybe you were asking to do too much in the past to be uh-huh. starters. Where now it's like, hey, go out and give us an inning or two, and and they can. I think Coach Johnson's the way he describes it is we can put them in a lane, and they can go for it. So yeah, a lot of excitement. The season opener is a week from uh, from Friday. LSU softball actually starts their season Friday yep. against New Mexico. Beth Torina and company, they're, they're trying to – they know last year was unacceptable and they're, they're looking to bounce back. So, it's all here. Um, Coach Torina is kind of the one that made it through the Woodward <laughs> yeah. gauntlet, right? I mean, if you kind of look through, I mean, she's the only one from the, 
the old regime that's really kind of still there and, and, and still making it. And her team this season feels like a little bit of a retro edition of, of Beth Torina, right? Preseason, top 23 preseason all-conference yeah. all type players. I mean, there's some expectation around this group this year. Well, it's a message board hobby to fire coaches at LSU, right? Yeah, as soon as one true. gets fired, okay, who's the next one we can get out? And so Beth, in her four out of her first six years, went to the College World Series. Then after that, I think they went to three straight Super Regionals. The good fortune they got in the first four, they did not get some things didn't go their way, some heartbreak. They didn't pass the Super. And the last year, I think, was the first time in program history they went 0-2 at the NCAA tournament. And so, uh, look, less is more to an extent. In one ex- in one case, you want to be deep. But on the other hand, if you got too many people on the bench, that can be a problem, mm-hmm. especially now in the modern age where um, if I'm not playing, I may gripe and cause mm-hmm. some problems. And so I think they feel like the team chemistry is good. Um We'll see what comes out of their pitching. Allie Kilponen is back. She won 18 games last year. How good are the freshmen? Uh, they've got a transfer from Oklahoma State on the hot corner um, that, that I saw made a nice play the other day. And then, you know, Georgia Clark hit 16 home runs last year, which for softball is like hitting 25 or 30. And then um, and then you got Taylor Pleasants, who's uh, been a fantastic player but has had some knee problems. And, and so that, that that's kind of where your offense – Starts. I mean, they have seven of their eight um, position players back, wow. and so. But but it, it's the same problem that you have every year. The SEC is loaded, mm-hmm. and <laughs> I don't think. And this isn't an insult to Coach Torina. And I, I don't think they were thrilled when Oklahoma is going to come sure. aboard. You know, the Ivan Drago of uh, yeah. women's softball who just destroys people. They're coming to the SEC, and Texas ain't a slouch either. So it's only going to get tougher. Uh, LSU men tonight at Mississippi State, uh, struggling to say the least, right? Losers of, of 10 straight now here, nine conference games. State's pretty pesky group. Any chance LSU gets it right tonight? I think they have some, I think LSU has a chance to win some games down the stretch. Uh, there are some games against, I think, South Carolina and Georgia and Ole Miss where they can maybe – I was trying to do the math the other day and try to figure out if there's any way LSU can finish with a winning record. I think that would be the, the goal to see if you can finish over 500 with this team, uh, if you can maybe win a, te- win a game in the SEC tournament or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate to say it. I'm not, I'm not you know, trying to be snarky, but it, with women's basketball playing at the clip they're playing at with the preseason expectations of – LSU baseball and you know with spring football I think starting in a month or so and with some other things going on gymnastics still drawing huge crowds it really has just somewhat become an afterthought and I think a lot of people are just kind of waiting to see okay what's the roster going to look like for next year and 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 how are we going to move forward because um, you know the other day they're doing their best I mean they but they scored two field goals in the final nine minutes against Alabama they just don't have the offensive punch, punch to compete and, uh, you know, Coach McMahon is, is absorbing all this the best he can. So hopefully it gets better. I mean, I like Coach McMahon. Uh, it's, just a, it's a tough, tough situation right now. Um, big weekend for LSU women, right? I mean, how, how do you kind of measure this? What do you expect on this? I mean, we had Mulkey on on Monday. And, I mean, she was already painting South Carolina. You just mentioned Ivan Drago, kind of like <laughs> – you know, the, the unbeatable Russian. Well, I apologize for all, all the old uh, references, but this is going to be like Rocky Balboa going into <laughs> Moscow, Russia to fight <laughs> Ivan Drago. I don't think the crowd's going to be chanting LSU at the end like they were chanting Rocky, Rocky, <laughs> one of the most ridiculous <laughs> right. things in a movie ever. Yeah. 
uh, one of my favorite movies ever, as a matter of fact. And it's amazing. I go back and catch things like when when Rocky's going to Russia to train, Paulie goes, uh, no TV. What about the Rose Bowl (laughs) game? Rose Bowl game. Yeah. Yeah. And it's on Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) So they can hang out in Russia for another week and then watch the Rose Bowl on New Year's Day. (laughs) Anyway. uh, But yeah, uh, one of the uh, Jay Johnson told me his favorite soundtrack was the Rocky IV soundtrack, which is Survivor, um, The Burning Heart. Then they also recycle I, the Tiger from the previous. Uh, There's No Easy Way Out. And then all those musical, uh, you know, Hearts, hearts on, on Fire. fire. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Y'all know so much about this. <laughs> I could quote Rocky Ford. Oh, it's, it's outstanding. Hey, Apollo. I don't even know if I've seen it. <laughs> hey, Apollo. We can't do it up there like we did before. We, like, turn it into regular people. No, Apollo, you think you're changing. Yeah. Oh, I remember. What's the favor? <laughs> Adrian at the bottom of the stairs. Yeah. You can't win. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I'm, anyway, watched it a million times. Then you grow up older and you're like, yeah, like you thought Rocky one sucked. Like that's boring. Right. Yeah. Then no you become an adult and you're like, oh no, man, this really hits you in the heart yeah. and, and everything. So anyway, yeah, it's, it's been sold out for, I think two or three weeks in Columbia, 18,000 going to show up on Sunday and I expect them to just be ravenous yeah. fans. I mean, they everyone knows who Ken Mulkey is and everyone can see they're rising up uh, and and Alabama football fans don't get in the Twitter mentions of, of Vanderbilt fans. You know, they never talk smack at Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. But certainly South Carolina fans has been a lot of exchanging with, you know, you won't beat South Carolina and you're going to be put in your place. And it's a credit to Kim Mulkey. I mean, they are in a spot right now that they should not be in. Two years into Kim Mulkey, Dawn State has been at South Carolina 14 years, has become the juggernaut of the sport, and LSU is going to go in there and, and try to challenge him. I, I, I – I, I don't want to be in hyperbole, but I think this is the most highly anticipated regular season basketball game in the history of LSU women's. I've never heard people a month, two two months in, back, man, that South Carolina game. Man, that South Carolina game. How do you think they're going to do? Simone Augustus when she came. I'm looking forward to seeing play South Carolina. So mm-hmm. Kim is sandbagging. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they're way deeper than us. Oh, you know, and, she, <laughs> and she's right. They are way deeper, and they've got all their starters back from the team that won the Natty last year. Next year, it'll be interesting when LSU adds their pieces where, where it stands. LSU's the underdog. Uh, I hope it's a competitive game. I hope they go in there and, and uh, you know, and hang in there and, and hope in the fourth quarter it's a game. Uh, that'll be the lead into the Super Bowl Sunday afternoon. And Ky, uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was just activated for the Kansas City Chiefs, so LSU will have an active player on Super Sunday. How do you feel about this game? The Super Bowl? Yeah, Chiefs and Eagles. I, I probably won't. <laughs> I probably won't get a chance to watch it. I'll probably be editing post game uh, stories for the from the LSU women's game. But you know, um, I, I I think that uh, I guess I'm going to root for the Chiefs. I don't know. Uh, uh, Dawn State has been wearing a Jalen Hurts jersey a yeah. lot, hadn't she? She's, some, she's from Philly. From Philadelphia. That's right. Okay. Well, um, you know, I, I, Jalen Hurts is a is an amazing story. If he won a Super Bowl, I'd be happy for him. You know, uh, when I did cover when Joe Burrow won the um, Heisman, I was up there in New York, and Jalen was the runner up, and, and and he was always very glowing and said lots of great things about uh, about Burrow. I mean, the other three guys up there knew that Burrow was going to win. It was, uh, you know, but uh, Jalen's always been classy and done great things, and. He was just outmatched in that Oklahoma playoff against LSU. He, his mm. his surrounding cast just yeah. wasn't. Right. I remember Braden Fajoko after the game saying they were about as good as Ole Miss. They were like a you know fourth yeah. or fifth. They in the shoved S- them around. 
Yeah. I mean, you knew at the kickoff, you were like, this is not going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> same <laughs> same thing. Jefferson at the carried the dude in the end zone. It was like, yeah. all right. Same is- thing at the Citrus Bowl. Like, when they when they all went to the amusement park, somebody looked at Purdue and said, this is going to be a, yeah. a joke. But, uh, but yeah, I, I don't really have a rooting inv- investment in the game. Devontae Smith, we covered him in A-Meet. You know, he's a, um, he's a complicated story. Probably one of, one of the weirder things I covered was when he won the Heisman, and I'm in Louisiana, and there's all this Alabama – uh, sure. stuff and and the guy from Alabama who played at Louisiana who from high school in Louisiana won the Heisman and uh, I guess that was one that you, you could say got away but at the same time LSU got Jamar Chase and right. Justin Jefferson and Terrence Marshall so you're kind of talking with your mouth full no doubt I mean but, it's, it's the it's the Dylan Moses Devin White argument yeah you know? I mean it's the Hootie Jones Jamal Adams uh, argument yeah I mean and now you got Keelan Moses uh, Dylan's little brother yes. who's Amazing, Jacques. Jacques, <laughs> I'm in love with him. I mean, I he, love came, he came through here a couple of weeks ago, and he looks like the Terminator. <laughs> I mean, like Daniel Hunter. I mean, he is, and he's only six. He's only 15 years old. Yeah, I mean, like it's scary. Don't, and don't. I mean, look, I'm not in the recruiting game, but I don't think he's going to Alabama. I don't either. Heard. No. Well, at this point, right now, yeah. things could change, but I, I, I don't, I don't think that. We got two years to go, or whatever it yeah. is. I'm not sure. I mean, and look, but. there's a lot of people up at LSU that wanted Dylan Moses, and when Les Miles and Frank Wilson left, that did a lot for that recruitment. And I know that you know losing Les Miles was kind of the out that Moses used, but Frank Wilson was enormous on that deal. If you go back to the eighth grade cover of ESPN the magazine, I mean, when you open it up and read the story, it's all about Frank Wilson telling Les Miles, "We got to offer this kid." Yeah, like, eighth grade. The, like this is the kid that he's the one that we're gonna want in two years, and we might as well just get out in front of this. And you know, during that time, he developed a great relationship with Keelan. Yeah, and and Dylan Moses became a huge like villain. Mm-hmm. And last year, was two years ago, maybe in the summer, he did a free football camp in Baton Rouge here at Memorial Stadium. Had all these kids come out. It was in conjunction with the, with the Baton Rouge police. There was they weren't playing Alabama music. No one was saying "Roll Tide." It was a football camp, and I interviewed him, and he was as nice a guy oh, as man. he could be, very respectful. And still, you put that on the news, and you get some people that just have this anger and this. And I and I get it. I understand. But look, you know, let, let's have a little bit of an open mind here with oh, a guy man. that's local. <laughs> Jock, why would you post I was, that? I thought you covered really. I was so naive to that. Until we, we put Landon Collins on the radio after he made his commitment. After he made his commitment, and it was on with Derek and I. It was on Collada and the Prince. <laughs> and we brought him into the studio just because we had called Dutchtown football that year and got to know him a little bit and asked him if he wanted to come on and just were very respectful to him. <laughs> we're like, yeah. why did you not choose LSU? You weren't the angry guy at the end of the bar, and right? And people went nuclear man i mean people you would have thought that we came home and read cheat codes for you know like, i mean it was it was unreal the backlash that people just melted over these high school prospects from i mean it yeah. was it was nuts i i feel you I, i've been here in baton rouge it'll be 22 years at the end of march uh i feel like i have done not pat myself just a ton of positive things for LSU. And I've probably been to covered. I went full disclosure. I went to the artist formerly known as USL. I grew up a huge LSU fan. 
but, you know, I've done all these LSU stories, probably a million to one on the Raging Cajuns. And the second I ran that story, I got an email. You USL uh, <laughs> supporter, you hate LSU. I'm just like, you have got to Unreal. be kidding me. <laughs> Unreal. So, uh, um, yeah, there's always that, that element. We so, go out and cover every signing day locally. You know, we show the kid going to Mobile or Millsaps or whatever. But when the Alabama kid comes up, the Christian Harris or the Tim Williams, it it gets some people very angry. So I get it, though. Uh, speaking of anger, uh, <laughs> there are a lot of people that are polarized about this topic that's going to hit the Board of Supervisors desk on Friday with this. I was wondering when that was coming up. <laughs> like the Derek Podansky 40-yard dash. I was waiting for that, too. <laughs> right, right. I mean, you were waiting. <laughs> um, you were. You were very the Quick shout-out. Hey, Derek, look. Uh, I have 10 times more reason to be embarrassed than you for my hair back then and my reporting and just being Jacques Doucet back in 2010. So you got nothing to worry about. Um, so tell me about this. What do you think about this Board of Supervisors meeting and what's leading up to it? What's going to shake out from it? What's The thing that I brought up, and I think I brought up with you, since the court has been named Dale Brown Court in January of 2022, has it when you watch an LSU basketball game on television or you read an article in the Advocate or online or anywhere else does is Dale Brown Court mentioned right has it resonated has anyone's opinion of Dale Brown changed since they put his name on the court and I would say really not really I don't think it's really made that big of a deal I think People's opinion of Dale Brown is overly positive. If you went back and watched that era of sold-out crowds and superstar players, uh, I know we're caught up to an extent of, well, he didn't win a national championship, and maybe because Billy Donovan won two at Florida and Arkansas won one, I should maybe expect LSU should have. But I never really held that against him. I never really thought, well, LSU basketball should beat Kansas or North Carolina or any of these schools in a national championship. LSU was viewed, honestly, as a football school, and if they made the NCAA tournament, that was a successful season. He went to the Final Four twice. He went to two other Elite Eights. And there's no doubt, um, you know, he had a, a, a great career. He only won 59% of his games. His last four seasons, they had losing seasons. And I certainly wish that the dream team of 89-90 with Chris Jackson, Shaquille O'Neal, and Stanley Roberts would have gone further than the second round of the NCAA tournament. And I wish that Shaq would have made it further than the, than the second round. At the same time, that was a different era of college basketball in which Christian Leitner was playing three years and you had superstars that played three or four years in college basketball. So um, Sue Gunner, I only covered her for a short period of time. She was very sweet. The one thing about Sue that's different than Dale is that she had a great career at Stephen F. Austin before she came to LSU. Um, she's in the Naismith Hall of Fame. She coached the 1980 Olympic team. Uh, it is sad that she passed away at the age of 66. If her health wouldn't have given out, I think that uh, if she could have coached another four or five years, she would have been the head coach of those final four teams, and maybe with her X's and O's, they want to, would have won a national title. We'll never know. Pokey Chapman continues to be one of the biggest what-if stories in the history of LSU athletics. She was actually the coach of all those, pretty much all those final four teams, yeah. taking nothing away from Bob Stark. He did a great job taking over that team in 07, and Van Chancellor, who took over the uh, Sylvia Fowler, team went to the final four but if pokey stays do they go to the final four five straight years i would say yes and do they continue to go six seven eight nine 
Uh, the way she was recruiting and the star players she'd bring in, yes. We don't talk about Pokey. You're not allowed to talk about Pokey. Right. So I don't know, you know, obviously what happened with her off the floor happened off the floor. I, I have always liked Pokey. I've gotten along with her. And then there's people say there's certain lines you can't cross and we're crossed and, and that's that. So um, I think it's going to be complicated. I, I don't think people, to an extent, care about this to, a ton. I don't think they're really that invested. Um, now, do I disagree? They have done things for Sue Gunner. To say that they have not done things for Sue Gunner is incorrect. Now, look, when you say they've done a statue for her, that leads me to believe that it's the same size right. as the one outside the Simone one. And I don't want to say this was an R2D2, <laughs> but it's not as big as those ones outside. And uh, they have a banner for her up, just like they've got a, a banner for Dale Brown up. And if you go to the LSU indoor practice facility, the women's side, there's a huge photo, picture, painting, whatever you call it, of Sue in there. There's also one of President Tate. I've never seen that. Which is, I'm not, it's right. odd. Yeah. I mean, you got Simone, Sylvia, Tamika, Sue Gunner, Kim Mulkey, President Tate. You know, one of these things yeah, is not right. like the other. One yeah. of these things. So uh, I get it. I mean, he's the new president and, and whatnot, but that is different to have a president up with all the, the stars. So I... Look, I went to the one last year when Dale was voted in, and, and it happened. And Dale's always been good to me. Uh, you know, Tim Brando, I'm going to be Switzerland, Jordy, in this thing. Because <laughs> he's, you know, uh, yeah, right. he, he worked at Channel 9. And, uh, you know, can you imagine working at Channel 9? And then he was like an ESPN reporter on the weekend, like with Beano Cook and, and all that. I mean, like in 1986, like when LSU goes to beat Alabama in Birmingham or whatever. Right. Uh, he's a sideline reporter right. talking to Bill Ornsparger and yeah, stuff. yeah. So, anyway, um, look, uh, I think Sue Gunner and – how about this? Will, will Dale Brown or Sue Gunner's legacy be changed by this? No. I think people, the way they feel about him is going to be the same whether or not the name goes on the court. Now, look, when we are dead and gone and there's a new PMAC or something, and if the name's still on the court, if someone says, Daddy, who's Dale Brown? Okay, does that keep that going? But – and I'm also, would you name a court after a coach who came in for three years, won a natty, and left over a coach who was there for 25 years and put up a consistent, great product for that period of time? I think that's debatable, too. Mm-hmm. Did I, I just rambled a lot for yeah, you there. But you are sense. Switzerland. <laughs> exactly. I don't think we need to, you know, I don't think we need to. Pokey Chapman paid the price. You know, she, Definitely. She, she, she's been out 16 years. That happened 16 years ago. Right. And, and people, so, people will forget in Pokey, her time at LSU was not just as a coach. She was a all great American. player. She's a fantastic player at LSU. So, I mean, there's no way you can tell the history of the LSU women's basketball program story without including Pokey Chapman, whether you like it or not. And I understand the things that she did are irreparable. You know, I mean, that's it's... It's it's a line that if you cross, you're done. Yeah. But 16 years later, her price in her sentence has been paid. Pokey was very popular. She was young. She was hip. She dressed well. She recruited, obviously, very well. And, um, you know, when she used to go up against Kim Mulkey, yeah. you know, Kim Mulkey was the enemy, you know. Absolutely. The same people that are cheering and say they love Kim Mulkey now were saying – Oh, that Kim Mulkey and those yeah. outfits she wears, and she yells at the refs. Now it's like, oh, Kim Mulkey yeah. and those outfits she wears, and I love it when she yells at the refs. The, right. the whole thing's flipped. Remember the, the the infamous handshake? Yes. 
between Pokey and yeah. uh, and Mulkey, and and Mulkey ripped her hand away, and yeah. that well, was some... Pokey did because Mulkey like tried to bring her in and say something to her, didn't she? Like po- like Mulkey yeah. like tried to bring her in and say like kind of like pat her on the head, you know yeah. what I mean? Like because it, it was over a recruit. Yeah, yeah. And, I, I and think I bitched something. It. And Pokey like <laughs> ripped her hand back, and I mean it was it was a genuine yeah dislike. It was they heated. didn't they didn't like each other. It was heated, which. You know, if if Dawn Staley's comments last year had a undertone to them, you know, the biggest crowds in the history of the of LSU women's basketball were for Pokey Chapman, who produced a winner on the floor and Final Fours and all that. So I don't know what happened with Pokey Chapman. Is that I'll a conversation off for off yeah, the air? Yeah, I mean, I just don't. Are you I serious? Don't, I, just, I don't know. The I just story. want to get into it on, on the air. I just, I, I, I just had to look it up. I've I'm seen over here. Well, I mean, it's it from. It I mean, it was, it was 16 years ago. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean, for, for but a everyone gen- doesn't know. There's people googling it. You know, for a people, for people that I mean, she crossed the line. She had a relationship with the players. Oh, you know, I mean that you okay. just. It's. No conversation. Mm-hmm. I was ten years old when this you know? is going on. So, yeah. um, <laughs> and before LSU landed Kim Mulkey, which. I think a lot of people thought there was like a one percent chance that, that was going to happen. There, there was a bring back pokey crowd uh-huh. out there that would always kind of come sure. up and be like, "Let bygones be bygones." Right. But then, and deep in your heart, you knew that can't, can't that can't happen. Right. Yeah, mm. yeah, just, just can't but, do it. Um, all right, so big weekend ahead, obviously. Yeah. with what's going on, um, spring football on the horizon here. Um, have you had a chance to just get a kind of feel after recruiting season? And looks like they're going to keep their staff intact. You know what I mean? I, I guess this would be the time when you would expect yeah. a little change. It looks like they're going to keep everybody intact going into year two. Um, I think that they've done an amazing job with the transfer portal, building defensive line depth, just guys to play and get in and out. Uh, when I sat down with Mason Smith last week and talked about that from last year, it was like, yeah, by the time the A&M game rolled around, we got pushed around because the guys were playing too many snaps and we weren't fresh. And and so uh, hopefully that aspect of it last year where you're maybe not picking up superstars, but you're picking up guys who at least can play 10, 15 snaps and, and, and change them in and out. Um, the cornerback position is going to be real interesting. It looks like they've, you know, got starters out of the transfer portal as well. And then the Jaden, uh, you know, Jaden Daniels-Nussmeyer uh, uh, competition will be – Interesting. I mean, I guess there is no competition. Jaden is your starter. Um, and then the running back spot to have Emory back, I think, is a big bonus. And so, yeah, it'll be fun. I don't, I don't, they haven't put out the schedule yet when the spring yeah. game is and all that. But Coach Kelly gave us a lot of access, more access than we ever had from any previous coach. So I would, I would hope that that's the case again in the spring and, and, uh, and, and move forward. So, uh, what's coming up on the desk? When are you on? Uh, I'm off the next couple of days. I'll leave for South Carolina on Friday. I'll start having reports from South Carolina uh, Friday at 6 and 10, I believe. Um, I'm sure that our news team is going to cover uh, <laughs> this board meeting on Friday, which I guess still isn't official that they're going to do anything yet, but it's kind yeah. it's obviously the biggest, uh, worst-kept secret uh, out there. So uh, Steve Schneider and Kevin Baptiste will have uh, different things for us moving forward and uh, moving into an exciting time of year. Jacques Doucet, WAFB. Follow him on Twitter at Jacques Doucet to keep up with the latest. We'll be back with more of the Jordy Collada Show. Remember daily, we are brought to you by City Cafe, citycafebr.net. Stop in and see them where good friends meet over there on O'Neill. And George O'Neill, been around for over 100 years in business. citycafebr.net is where you can find the menu. You can stop in for daily lunch specials. You can also get in there for uh, 
for uh, daily or so Sunday brunch uh, every Sunday morning at, uh, at 10 o'clock. CityCafeBR.net. We'll be right back with more of the show. Right after this, Ribbon and Powered by Go Chevrolet. I appreciate Jock for stopping in here on this Wednesday. Remember to hit the like and share button, comment button if you don't mind. Subscribe to YouTube also if you have not been there. If you have any questions, get them in. Now's the time. We'll open up our voicemail segment, 225-229-7741. Any questions you may have, get them in. And you can fire them in in a couple of different ways. we got text messages. You can call uh, or you can just type your question into the chat right here. Uh, on YouTube with us right here, a part of the Jordy Collada show. Got a text message. We have a text message. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 Text message. Who it is? It says, it doesn't say who it is. Okay. Oh, hold on, hold on. What's the year you could? 225. <laughs> okay. All doesn't right. say the name. Ever say, doesn't never say the name. Just always hashtag mailbag. Who freaks out more when Will Wade is cleared? 40 or old Dick? <laughs> Dick. I doubt that they. you hear from either of them oh, really no. yeah. you, know you don't think I mean? we're gonna like, hear I, from you didn't Dick? hear from him on sean miller yeah i mean um yeah but that triggers dick oh, will yeah. triggers dick <laughs> will makes that dick hard <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot for that old man there. <laughs> um, yeah it'll be uh, they're gonna they're gonna melt though i, I think yeah, more more melt will come from them when they see him on a sideline yeah you know, like when he's got a job. They let this criminal <laughs> yeah. coach basketball again. I'm done with college. Thank God. This criminal. Get out of right, here. Yeah, this criminal. Thought you were going to die on the sideline anyway, Dick. Uh, all right, so get involved with us, 225-229-7741. If you've got a question, you can call in. You can text message. You can voicemail. You can get it in and through the chat. So a lot of ways to get involved with us here. Uh, on the uh, on the Jordy Colada show, that's going to be a hell of an environment that JD's walking into on Sunday oh with that women's college basketball game. I didn't know that they sat eighteen thousand. That's a lot. In hey, that arena. Win some basketball games, coach. You get I what mean, you want. What have they done at South Carolina other than the women's? I know. I mean, like, I guess she's been there long enough to build it where yeah. they can start to fill that thing up. But if I was, and at some point, I guess LSU is going to have to reconstruct or build. A new arena. What's the PMAX at? Fifteen thousand. I yeah. guess they saw it mm-hmm. last week. Fifteen thousand, one hundred and fifty people. I, I would condense it. Yeah. Like I would take seats out, and I would make it more comfortable. I mean, it was it was one thing to be in that arena with fifteen thousand people. The leg room. I mean, yeah. the leg room is, is, is this much. I mean, come on, man. I, I am a small dude. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. by no means am I. You know, like need a lot of room, right? Yeah, but I mean, you sit down, and I mean, your knees are in your chest. Yeah. At the and last the, game I was at, the guy behind me literally—I could feel his breath on my shoulder. It's like it's, he could read my text. It's messages. a very <laughs> uncomfortable yes. arena to play if you're going to be at that caliber. And Mulkey is going to bring people in. Yes. It's weird, right? That it's like still the men's like basketball that. program, the PMAX built for the Brins program now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Aww. you can have. You know, you can top out at 6,000 people, yeah. you know, 7,000 people, and you can just spread out and everybody can kick their legs over the seat in front of them. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, when you're going to put 15,000 people in that place, it's not built well for it. No, it's not. Right? I mean, like, I get you got all you got all the essentials, but it's not it's not a comfortable experience. 
It's no, just it's it, outdated. It's very it outdated. It's very snug. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's very it's uncomfortable. Musty. You want it to be, I'm telling you, that trip we took to Auburn, even though it was a nightmare of a of a road trip with the <laughs> R V and <laughs> running rants. Blowing up and rants <laughs> laid out oh on the bed God. the entire time, taking up all the space. Um one thing that you did get a chance to see was Auburn's arena. And Auburn's arena, in my opinion, is for today's age in entertainment and watching a product on the floor is built to win. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're right on top of you. The fans are. They got great, um, you know, technology, the sound system, the the TV, all that stuff is fantastic. All right, have a take, don't suck. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Oh, you got to turn it down. You got to turn down the volume. Yeah, you got to turn the... Turn down the volume. Listen to us through the phone. Yes, yes, yes. Talk to me through the phone, not through the radio, not through the the, the YouTube. Hello. Hang up, Stewie. Got it. Have a take. Don't suck. That sucks. (laughs) That was weird, though. He Uh, was there. We got Duke. I don't know. Duke's from Nashville. Okay. I was wondering what the Saints plan to do with Turpto Thomas. And I'm still working on a way to get those old PMAC seats to you, Jordy. Ah, nice. Okay, that's my guy. Um, So the Saints have – they got a decision to make on Mike Thomas because he has a roster bonus uh, that can cost them uh, a ton of money. Um, and you know, I mean, what has Thomas done to make you believe that, that you can bet your future on him? I I don't know what their plan is going to be. It wouldn't surprise me, uh, either way here. I I think that there's probably some people within the organizations that's ready to move. Uh, but some people probably think they can still get the best out of him. I I know that his financial hit is enormous. Mm-hmm. And that is going to be something that they'll have to judge against. Have a take, don't suck. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, this is Sean from uh, Detroit. All right, Sean. Hey. What's up, big fella? How are you? Yeah, I'm calling about. Uh, did you see the documentary on? Well, you know, I call it Chris Jackson. Yeah. Even though it's on my mood. There's too many syllables. My move, my rule. Yeah, my mood. I roof. Yes, uh, man, that was a great documentary. Stand. Did you see it? I did. I watched it all, man. It was named uh, Stand on uh, Showtime. It was uh, fantastic. We was robbed. We was robbed. Uh, in the NBA community, the um, NBA was robbed out of great talent. But my question is, is that do you think LSU do enough to celebrate that man greatness? Because, uh, I mean, I know yeah. they, they, they retired his jersey, but do you think that, that they do enough for, for him? Uh, for a long time, I did not. Uh, because of how great he was. Now, I will say over the last couple of years that they have really embraced that um, and that they have really put forth the effort to bring him back around. He's a tough person to pin down. I know that. Um, and I also know that that retiring his number and putting his name in the Raptors meant a tremendous amount to him. Um, so hopefully that will be the line that kind of opens up a better relationship between Mahmoud and LSU basketball. But – I know that it's been repaired greatly over the last couple of years, um, and hopefully they, they can keep that up because um, anybody who's listened to, uh, to me on, on radio or on this platform know that he's the best. He's my all-time favorite growing up when I was a kid. Watching him play was something that I still remember in those clips and watching that Showtime documentary just takes you back to a place where I guess you knew what you were watching, but we didn't know what we were watching. I mean, he was so far ahead of his time and was just incredible 
with a basketball. I mean, some of those high school highlights of him, I had to, those are some of the things I didn't know. You know, I mean, that, that he was filling up gyms his junior year all over the, the Southeast because of just what type of phenom he was. And he, he was absolutely Steph Curry before Steph Curry. I mean, he was – he had a, the quickest trigger. He was the best ball handler, and he was – he was incredible, man, and for what he was blackballed for, because he was blackballed. If you watch that that documentary, you can see it. Um, you know, it's just it, it's 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 painful to watch, man. It's painful to watch knowing that he lost his prime years, you know, battling and trying to figure out where he fit in. And I mean, he's still in that three on three stuff. The way he can shoot, ball handle, and play is you still get a taste of it but wouldn't you love to seen it when he was 26 to 33 um but you know what that brings me to my last statement when you when you talk about dale brown you gotta uh keep him mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta get that man some more flowers because he was a rock star by putting that team together with stanley roberts uh Shaq. you know shaquille and chris jackson i mean that was like you in lv the 90s i mean come on i mean yeah. I mean, he didn't win like he's supposed to win, but he had us on a map in that time period. And like I said, man, so Dale Brown, even though he wasn't for X's and O's, he could get he could get those guys, he could fill those seats, he could fill those seats up. So you definitely got to keep a Dale Brown court for sure. So thank you for taking my call. I hope you have a great day. Y'all take care. Always, man. Thank you for listening up there in Detroit, and thank you for interacting with us. And uh, look, he's right. I, I, th- there's no denying what. Dale Brown meant to the history of LSU basketball. I think that's a double-edged, you know, argument right mm-hmm. there of, yeah, he was the one that brought in, you know, Chris Jackson at the time, Stanley Roberts, Shaquille O'Neal, Vernell Singleton, Maurice Williamson, Jamie Brandon. Like I mean, he, he recruited was, all of them? All those guys. He had them on the same team. I mean, I know, but he I mean, recruited like, all of them? Yes. Wow. You know, and I mean, look, Dale Brown was doing what he had to do yeah. to get those people on campus mm-hmm. during that time. Mm-hmm. And he was going up against the usual suspects. He was going up against Roy Williams. He yeah. was going up against Shashevsky. He was going up against all of the people at the time that were trying to win. Dean right. Smith at North Carolina. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were people that were trying to come in here, take players, and, you know, I mean, get kids out from underneath Brown. And he had to do what he had to do yeah. to make it relevant. And, and he did an, an incredible job. But in the same sense, like our caller said, he didn't win like he was supposed to. Right. Well, that, that's what it takes to get mm-hmm. a court named after you, in my opinion. Where, look, it's, it's one thing to be a great promoter. He is a master promoter. It's one thing to, to get players. He was a great recruiter. Mm-hmm. You got to win. Right. You got to win. And... 25 years in one place is a lot of wins, mm-hmm. but where are the, the true meaningful ones? Um, appreciate you getting involved with us. If you have a take, don't suck, 225-229-7741. You can always text into the show. Uh, you can comment on the show on, uh, on our chat and get involved. Uh, so we will uh, look forward to today. What's today? Wednesday? Today yeah. is Wednesday. I don't know if this is Hunter Hall or not, but it's so a text message. It says, my favorite part about Auburn's arena is when you beat their ass, you get to watch them foul out in, out of there in a single foul line on row one. What's the area code? 205. Okay. And he says, thanks for taking my calls and texts on this fine YouTube channel. It's probably uh, Hunter Hall then. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs>
Um, Auburn has a great basketball arena. They really do. They do it right over there. Oh, he said that wasn't me. Uh, make sure and hit that like button, share button, comment button. If you're not subscribed, please subscribe. Remember, mic'd up today as they will have a lot of baseball insight for you Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 4.30 to 6 on Fridays and 6 to 8 o'clock on Monday and Wednesday. Nick Diaz and Adam Ali coming up at 3 o'clock this afternoon as well. Make sure you are subscribed and uh, all tightened up on their uh, YouTube and social media as well. Have a great day. Go Chevrolet drives us for the Carpool Queen and Stewie. We'll be back with you tomorrow morning at 7 a.m.